and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Hey, 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 my friend. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. This is Denise Walsh, and in today's episode, we are going to bust through your glass ceiling regarding money. This has actually been a big topic in my business program over this past week. How much should I charge for my programs? Um, Should I charge this? Should I charge that? I feel weird charging more than you know, then this number, um, or even having people say like, well, why do you charge? Shouldn't you do X, Y, and Z just to get the message out and out of the goodness of your heart? And so what we're going to do today is bust all of those myths. And as a business owner, we are going to develop a really good relationship with money. So If and when we hear these objections from our clients, we feel strong and confident in what we charge, why we charge it, and we know that that energy exchange is going to give them the result that they desire. So there's two things here, right? You have the business owner, the person who's selling the product, service, the book, the program, whatever it is. And guess what? Business owners have their own money mindset to battle through or to bust through. But then we also have the client's money mindset that we are working with as well. So in this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about both. Number one, I want you to grow in your money mindset strength, right? I want you to feel confident in what you charge. I want you to know you're delivering the result that you are are saying you're going to. But I also want you to be able to live. I want you to be able to thrive. And I want you to make more money than you ever could at your J-O-B because you're, you are expecting it. You're showing up as it. You are positioning yourself as an expert in your niche and all that good stuff. And when you do this, my friends, like when you as the business owner know that you know that you know that this is the best thing since sliced bread and that your client is going to get the best result when they show up with their own money fears or lack or limiting beliefs, you are not going to be derailed. So as you're listening to this, you can kind of pick apart or or separate the two. Is this me? Is this my client? And you can use it for both. Uh, You can use these to grow yourself and you can use this information to work with a client who's giving you this objection. So where do money blocks come from? Uh, We all know that our subconscious foundation, the way we view ourselves and the world, is formed between the ages of zero and seven. We often don't remember specific events or we don't necessarily understand or, you know, we don't notice that at the time. But when we look back, we can identify if there was anxiety about money in our in the home, if there was never enough, if our parents were working really, really hard and not ever feeling like they're getting ahead, if you felt like you couldn't ask for something because you didn't think that there would be money available, if you felt guilty for playing sports as a kid because your parents didn't have enough money. I mean, 
when you look back, you're going to be able to see a theme that rises up uh, surrounding money. And what's interesting about this is that our subconscious does not differentiate between a real and imagined or screened event. So not only is this foundation coming from your family, but it's also coming from your community, the friends you hang out with. What was the expectation? You know, did you guys fly uh, to trips uh, on vacations or did you go, did you drive, did you camp? Uh, Was the expectation that you didn't go on vacation? What was the expectation within your friend group and your community? Because all of that becomes what's called your normal. And that normal is your subconscious expectation of your life. And we always are going to bounce back to what we deem normal. So if your family was broke, your friends' families were broke, it was normal to be broke, then guess what? Having a surplus is going to feel weird. Having money and savings feels weird. It feels uncomfortable, actually. And so oftentimes, that's why we sabotage ourselves by spending more than we make, by, you know, getting into debt, by making poor financial decisions, because it actually feels normal to be broke. It feels normal to have no money. It feels normal to be able to say, no, I can't do that, you know? And so, okay, so not only is it your family, but it's your community because that's part of kind of your normal as a kid. And then also it's screened events. It's so interesting when you think about what type of TV are we watching. Um, And again, this kind of goes outside of age seven. But if you think of a lot of the TV shows that are on TV, period, here's what I've noticed. You never, you never see a hardworking person going to work or working on their business, kind of doing the daily grind, um, whether they love it or not, they're doing the the consistent activity that takes them in the direction of their goals. And then, you know, three years later, they finally hit their goal. No, you don't see that on TV. What do you see? You see friends. Do they even work? Do do the kid people and friends work? We have no idea. Um, You know, they just all hanging out, having fun, drinking, going on dates, hanging out in a coffee shop. Like what we see on TV is drama and kind of laziness. You know, you don't see hardworking people actually making a difference. I don't know. It's really interesting when you take a look at what is on TV for us to model because we know in a sense we do typically model it. Or if we don't feel good about our own lives, we can escape through television and get kind of the same emotions flowing. So then it feels like we lived an adventurous day when we really didn't. So that being said, that's where it comes from. And so a lot of times, especially maybe in church groups or small communities, there can be some things that say money is evil. There's the subconscious belief of holy people don't need money or or don't want to have it. Um, It could be God's going to provide and I'm, you know, I don't, I just ask for nothing kind of a thing. I've heard it. I do this for the love of money. Uh, I do this to get the message out. Asking for money feels selfish. Uh, You know, there's a plethora of reasons why somebody would stay in the the fixed money, um, the fixed money mindset rather than a growth money mindset. So let's talk about those two things. A fixed or victim mindset says this is just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it. 
uh, this is just the way life is. This is just the way my family is. This is just the way it goes being a ministry. This is just the way a nonprofit runs. This is just the way, you know, my business is. I never, I'm always in the red, you know, that kind of thing. This is the way it is at, at my corporate job. There's no ladder to climb. There's only a 3% raise each way, each year. And with inflation being the way that it is, I'll never get ahead. A fixed mindset says this is the box I live in and there's nothing else to do. There's nothing I can do. Um, an abundant or more flexible or growth mindset, on the other hand, says, what are my options? What are my options? There's always options and new skills are always available for me to learn. So where in a fixed mindset, it would be like, this is what I have to do. This is all I got. There's no options for me. A more growth mindset would say, all right, I'm going to do shipped on the weekends and at night until I can, you know, pay off this credit card or there's always options, right? There's always options. And so that's what the growth mindset does. And so if you're self-conscious or subconscious is saying money is evil, holy people don't need it, uh, and and you're in a victim kind of mindset that says this is the box I live in and there is no other way, then an opportunity could, could come to you and you wouldn't even seize it. You wouldn't even notice it. You wouldn't even see the opportunity. Or you may even feel repelled by the opportunity because your foundational subconscious beliefs are saying, this is the way it is and there is no other way. And so what we want to do as business owners is we want to grow through our money mindset. We want to bust through those limiting beliefs and shift our subconscious expectations about money so we are open to opportunities as they come so we say yes to you know the 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 business person or the opportunity that presents itself i call it the how showing up for you and so honestly we invite more money to come in because as i tell my business clients it's you're not gonna help anyone if you have to go back to work working a nine to five that you don't like in order to make ends meet, I mean, of course, there's a season where you've got to do that as you grow your side hustle and your passion project and your, but at the end of the day, the world is not going to be a better place if I have to go back to my nine to five. No, 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 no. The world is a better place if I'm thriving, doing this work that I love so much and impacting people through Dream Life products and programs. So, all right, I'm going to go through, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five different kind of subconscious attitudes that one could have about money. And what I want you to do is to see if any of these line up with your current view of thinking. So, all right. The first one is called the nuisance. The nuisance. The nuisance thinks that money is annoying. Eh. <laughs> They, like, imagine you are advertising for a relationship and you wrote this. I don't want to have to pay any attention to you. I don't want to have to think about you or deal with you in any way. I just want you to be there for me when I need you. <laughs> Would you sign up for that? That is not attractive energy. No. A lot of times, you guys, we feel like money is... Uh, a nuisance. It's over there. It's something we have to deal with sometimes at the end of the month or when a bill comes in. Um, but we're certainly not in love with it. We certainly don't care about it. We're not nurturing it. We're not. It's just annoying. Annoying. 
uh, another <laughs> attitude or foundation that one might have about money is called the angry adolescent. This energy is angry, righteous, and entitled, as though life owes them something and life hasn't delivered it. Imagine writing this advertisement for a relationship. Where the F are you? I've been waiting for you to show up. You owe me. Send a picture. <laughs> this is an this is angry to money. This is somebody who's like, I, this is again, I never have enough and I'm not sad about it. I'm pissed. You know, like, like the world is out to get me kind of an attitude. And we're going to go through how to flip this af after this. But if you feel that like ra that righteous anger about money, just notice it. Because again, once we notice it, we can bring it to the surface and then we can flip it. The third uh, attitude or foundation about money that we may have, this limiting belief, is called desperate supp supplicant. Is that the word? So this is powerless in pleading. Please let me win the lottery. Please, 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 please. So this ad would go something like, please save me. Please help me. I can't do it on my own. I'll be good. I promise. Please rescue me, please. Um, yeah. So this person is somebody who begs for money in a victim energy. Like, I need you. I am not, like, I, I'm unworthy and I need, you know, there's just this like undercurrent of not being good enough. And again, that's just victim mindset. That's just victim mindset. You know, I think the begging attitude is a victim mentality and a victim energy that shows up. And that's why it's called a limiting belief or a money block. Because even if you're working hard and you have these underlying foundational beliefs about money, it's going to stop you before you even realize it. All right, next up we have the supreme being. This energy is aloof and superior. It goes something like this. I am not interested in anything as base materialistic as money. I am a spiritual person and I am more interested in important things. This ad would read, I am not interested in you. You are not important. I am interested in more important things than you. I am better than you. In fact, don't bother to reply. And I think a lot of times this can be the attitude of uh, ministries or church groups or nonprofits or people who are really doing important work who are like, I don't need money. I'm doing important work. I don't need you. And I can tell you, I've fell into that camp before too because I'm like, I love what I'm doing so much. I don't even care if I get paid for it. Um, yet I do want to make a million dollars and I do want to live and I do want to give and I do want to take care of my children and I do want to have a legacy. And so what I've learned is that it can be both and, right? I can love what I do and overflow and feel like I could do it in my sleep and that I would, you know, do it for free and have pieces in my business where I do give back in that way and make a million dollars. How about that? Okay, last one, the unworthy worm. This pretty much sounds like it sounds or pretty much is like what sounds. And although it seems the opposite of the superior being, they both actually come from a similar shaky foundation and lack of right to exist. So this ad was, um, would sound more like, I know I don't deserve you. I know you have a better place to be and better things to do. I'm not worth your time and attention. I know you won't respond. Sorry for taking your time.
The way you relate to money is at the core of your money experience. The way you relate to money is a projection of your beliefs and family patterns or patterns onto money. Because let's think about this. Money does not have emotions. Money does not have innate value. Money is not good or bad. Money is necessary for living. It's kind of like water, right? Like, would you label water good or bad? Would you label somebody who desires water selfish or greedy? No, it's necessary for life. And so these projections that we put onto money have nothing to do with the money. It really has to do with our current beliefs and family patterns. One of the interesting things that come from doing this work is that the pure energy of money shows up um, we, when we do these exercises and we, we detach money from our emotions and we start to shift the way that we view the money. So instead of thinking things like money is evil, um, those who have less money are more spiritual, they're going to get their reward in heaven, that kind of thing. What if we shifted our foundational view of money to be one that says, thank you. I need you. You are an important part of my life. I value you. I love paying my bills on time. I love paying my employees. And the way that I pay my employees and the way that I pay my bills is to charge for my powerful programs that get results. Sometimes I think that people say that they do things for free or that they, because two reasons, they're not sure about the results they're going to give or like the person's going to get. So they'd rather do it for free so they don't feel like they're inclined, like they don't feel like they have to make sure that the person gets a result or something. I don't know. The other thing is ego. Ego. I am a saint. I'm so kind. I'm so nice. I do everything for free. You Instead of paying me, tell me I'm awesome. <laughs> like, is that better? I don't think so. Um, okay, so how do we shift this money mindset? Number one, we have to decide that it's not, the money is not the problem. Money is not the problem. It's how we believe about money that we want to shift. And so know where you start. Know where your current foundation is. And it's okay if it's any of these current blocks that I just mentioned. It's part of the game is to allow the truth or the, you know, shine a light on that limiting belief. So then we have the power to flip it. And then how do we flip it? We start shifting our view about money. We do. We start saying things like, I am grateful for money. I am thankful for money. Thank you for overflowing bank accounts. Thank you that I get to give 10% to my church each month. Thank you that I am able to give back to my local community. Thank you that I'm overflowing. And because of that, I can give to people in my community. Thank you for bills that are paid on time. Thank you for the business. You know, you're, you, the idea here is that instead of having this grouchy view 
view of money, we are going to start having a gratitude view about money. We are stepping away from the fixed mindset of this is the way it is and I don't think anything can change into a growth mindset about money. So let me share with you a few things that we recently did in the business program, Dream Business, where we went, we recently had a three-hour money wealth con- money mindset or wealth consciousness workshop. And so first we identified a lot of our old programs, our old patterning, the old foundation. And then we said, all right, well, what do we want instead? What do we want instead? A money magnet believes that I create my life. I play the money game to win. I am committed to being rich. Rich is not a swear word, my friends. It's okay to have money. I think big. I admire rich and successful people. Instead of thinking they're so far away and must be greedy and must be whatever, like just not true. Um, Money magnets associate with positive and successful people. They are bigger than their problems. They are excellent receivers. They get paid based on results. They think both and. They focus on their net worth. They manage their money well. They have their money work hard for them. So they're in learning about investments and what where they can put their money to double it and triple it or you know real estate or whatever the case may be and they act in spite of fear whereas those who struggle with money would let fear stop them money magnet would constantly be in learning to learning and growth phase so some money affirmations and again affirmations itself don't change everything but what affirmations do is they give you something to focus on and the idea is that it goes from your head to your heart when you put money affirmations all over your house your subconscious is always reading it and the goal here is to level up your normal so your normal is somebody who expects there to be money your the your normal is is somebody who expects to thrive who expects to make you know a hundred thousand dollars this year with your side business who expects to that kind of thing. So I'll, I'll post some money affirmations here and um, you can write them down and put them all over your house. They'll be in the show notes. But I'm a money magnet. Money flows to me and through me through multiple sources. Money is energy and will appear as I, um, as I, as I really feel about it. So when we um, expect money and we appreciate money, it will come. I'm a powerful money magnet. My bills are paid on time and in full every month. I find new and creative ways to make money. Making money is easy. How about that? To be a new truth. I am saving more in one month than I used to make in a month. I'm grateful for money because it affords me my dream life. I'm an excellent money manager. I am open and receptive to new streams of income. I am the creator of my success. Just some uh, ideas about money. And so what we do is when we start to shift our foundation about what we expect to experience about money, our foundation shifts and our experience shifts. Yeah. Money is deeply connected to our sense of self-worth. And... This is not about having a large ego. This is not about saying, oh man, I'm worth a million. No. 
what it's saying is that we are not heat called to just survive this planet. We are called to thrive on this planet. And I truly do believe that you can live your dream life, live your dream job, build a business or work in a career that satisfies your soul, that gives back into your community and make money in the process. That's what a dream life is to me, doing what you love and being able to support your family. So my uh, dad actually taught me this money Mind, a money mindset thing unbeknownst to him when I was a teenager. My grandma lived in the same subdivision as I did. And he, we would pick her up for church and then drive her home and drop her off. And so one day we were dropping her off from church. And my dad said, oh, grandma, I have got you your newspaper. And he gave her the newspaper. And then she, he dug through, she dug through her purse looking for it and uh, looking for 10 cents or a quarter or how much it was that time to the point where my dad had to put it from like just, you know, putting his foot on the brake to putting it in park because we were like sitting there for like two to three minutes or something while she's digging around in her purse looking for this change. And he gave it to her. She gave it to him. And then she went inside. And while we were driving home, I said, Dad, why didn't you just give it to her for free? Like, dude, it's a quarter or whatever. And he said, it makes her feel better to be able to pay for it. And so what I learned about money in that moment as a teenager is that it's not always about the person receiving it. Sometimes it's important for the person to pay for it. It is in their own best interest to pay you for for your service. And it's in their best interest to pay you for the result they're going to get and the result that they require, the one that they're asking for. I mean, imagine if you wanted to lose 50 pounds and you've been trying for five years, how desperate are you? How, how much help do you want? Like, how much would you pay to get the result? If you've been having this business brewing in your mind for seven years and you've never done anything about it um, because you really didn't know what step to take and you now finally are able to say, all right, this is my first step and within six weeks launch your program, how much is that worth to you? And so it's important for people to pay for the result that they're going to get because then number one, it builds their own inner strength and number two, they'll show up. They'll be a part of the process. They're excited to be there because they've invested in it. You guys, as you grow your own money mindset, as you believe and know that you are worth thriving in this world, I want you to boldly charge for your services, for your programs, because people are going to get the result they are looking for. And when they want that result, they are willing and excited to pay for it because you are going to help them get it. And you guys, they've tried on their own. They have. They've tried on their own. They've tried to figure it out by themselves and they don't know how. They don't know how to make, you know, $10,000 launch. They don't know how to lose that weight. They don't know how to search, uh, you know, figure out how to do this exact 
specific technique you're teaching them. Like they don't know how or else they wouldn't be asking you for help. And so when they pay, not only, of course, does that help you pay your bills on time, does that help you live your life and be able to provide the service in a comfortable way, but it gives them self-confidence and it ensures that they have skin in the game. And so now some of my money affirmations that I think when I'm looking to potentially raise my prices or, you know, switch programs around as I'm learning and growing myself is it's in their, it's in the client's best interest to pay. It's in the client's best interest to pay for the service. Because I know when they do, they'll have more skin in the game. It's a, it's kind of like uh, money is like an energy exchange, you know, because it's like not even physical money anymore. It's digital from one account to another other <laughs> um, and once you say yes to yourself by investing in a program ooh, that exchange that yes that like payment shifts things within you at a cellular level and the how starts to show up just because you said yes and so now I know it's in my client's best interests right? To pay. They're going to get better results when they pay. And um, depending on the result that your program can give them, you know, how much are they willing to pay for that result? That's the question you got to ask. So when I'm working with business clients, we start with what's comfortable for them and we raise it just a little bit, just a stretch, because what I want them to see is that people will pay. People will pay because you think that what you do is easy and normal, <laughs> um, but it's not. Most people are not doing personal development for 20 years. Most people are not reading and learning like you are. Most people don't, you know, haven't taken that nutrition class. Most people are stressed out working a job they don't like and don't have time to do all their own research. And so you may think it's easy and normal. I mean, I think that same thing. Everybody knows this. They're going to be so bored. Not true. Not true. And even if they do know it, when do we create the space to actually do these do this work? We don't. Okay, so... It's in their own best interest to pay. They're going to get the best results and they're coming to you because you have organized it in a way that takes them from A to B to C to result. That's what they're paying for. They're paying for that roadmap for it to be easy for them to get the result they're looking for. So, okay, so I was saying, what do I do with my clients? We start with what's fairly, com- like what their baseline comfortable is, and we knock it up 25 bucks or 50 bucks just to like stretch a bit. And then what they notice is that people pay, people pay. I had a girl launch her first program and made $1,200 in, you know, a week or so as people were paying for this program. And now we're going to, next time, she's going to bump it up again. Um, I have another girl who's launched her program three times. Every single time she bumps it up 50 bucks. And why is she feeling comfortable doing that? Because she's seeing the results that these ladies are having. Once you, you know, you, you see number one, people pay. And then number two, you see they're having these massive, amazing results. You are more apt to continue to raise your prices and, feel confident in doing so because you know that they're going to get the result that they're looking for. So question, 
What if making money was easy? What if all you had to do was to tell people you are open for business? What if you could make $1,200 in a week just because you said, you guys, I am going to help you get this result that you desire? This is what I do in my dream business program is I help you take that big idea, that wisdom that, you know, years of experience has given you and I help you take it out of your head onto paper and into the world. As we create your signature program, we launch it with what you have now. We don't need a million funnels and, you know, all the stuff just yet. We launch it with what you have. We get consumer buy-in. You get feedback from people. And we, we, we raise your prices and we start adding layers of technology as we go. I don't know. It's so much fun. And my question to you is, what if making money was easy? And my last question is, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Because money is everywhere. Instead of thinking about it like a pie, where if I ask for more money, I'm taking away from someone else, I want you to think about money like a waterfall. And our goal is to have an open heart an open hand so money can fall into it and we're bringing it into our space where we can thrive within our life and then overflow and give to everyone around us. The world does not need more people in lack or victim mindset. Broke, poor, and honestly more anxious and thinking about money than somebody who actually has it. The world doesn't need that. The world needs more people who are getting their needs met, who um, have a strong foundation, who don't have to worry about paying their mortgage or bills because they know that that's covered and beyond. And because of that security they feel, they're able to create and give back and grow and build programs that change the world. That is what we need. And so if you are here and you have a brewing idea (laughs) that you've thought about for a long time and you need help in execution, I'm going to put my dream business um, like um, website in the show notes and you can fill out an application and let's talk and let's see if this program is perfect for you. It's a six month minimum because I want to give you enough time to actually execute and most people stay because once you're in the community, you know, you don't want to do this business alone, right? And so it's super fun. Um, or if you're somebody who has an idea and you've been doing it and you've been working it, but like you're you know you have your own glass ceilings that you need support busting through, um, then fill out an application and let's talk as well. You know, my dream is to help you live yours. And I truly do believe that we need more people who are overflowing, living their dream life and ripple affecting everyone else around them. So I hope that this was helpful. I'd love to hear from you. What do you want me to share about? What kinds of questions do you have? You can certainly uh, message me on Facebook or join my texting group. You can text affirmations to, let me find the number really quick. Um, Otherwise, I'll put it in the uh, show notes as well. But text affirmations to the number 616-236-4366. 
That's 616-236-4366. And um, yeah, I, I connect with uh, my texting group about two or three times a week. So all right, you guys, have an amazing day. Thank you for being here. And next time you pay your bills, I want you to say thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to pay my bills right now. I love paying my bills. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.